can you talk to play wheels? You want to hear a station for porn detected? Porno ringtone, hot chick, amateur girl, quality no, sexy. No, 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 no. Pussy okay. anal dildo ringtone. Alexa, stop. Welcome, guys, to this episode of Talk Murder to Me, and congratulations, Jen. Thank you. Officially, but also unofficially. All the pomp and circumstance is over, but I still have summer classes. <laughs> so, yeah. So Congratulations, we- Jen. Thank you. Yeah, it was a uh, fun-filled weekend of eating. Mm. Lots of good food to be had. Yeah, I think I gained five pounds, so I need to get back, back, on, the, back on track. Us too. And uh, Jen, would you like to introduce your special guest this yes, evening? Yes, today we have a special guest and very good friend of the podcast, my dearest friend uh, who I've known from since I was three years old, uh, Kendra. Welcome, Kendra. Thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome. Kendra, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I also want to comment before she does that. <laughs> That uh, Kendra has been through it all with me, so thank you for your support. And she is also a supporter of the show and the generous benefactor of our favorite coasters that we use during every episode. They so are pretty awesome. Thank coasters. you, Kendra. I'm glad they're used. Also, they're liked. in a lot of our Instagram pictures. Yeah, and um, also um, she gave us a cocktail recipe book that ah, we've used I several times. So. I thought that was an mm-hmm. accompaniment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So well, thank, thank you, you for your contributions to our show, Kendra. We appreciate it. You are very welcome. So yeah, mm-hmm. happy to be here, enjoying some warm weather. Yeah. Down from Massachusetts where it's been raining for about four months straight. So Aww. very good to be here. Fun fact, Kendra. About me? Yeah. Um, see, I hate talking about myself. Um, I don't. I work at a land trust, which is very exciting. I love the environment. So, there you go. Um, so, yeah, there's something fun. I get to go to work every day and love my job, which a lot of people cannot say that they do. That's so, true. Yeah. yeah. We can't very say true. that about podcasting. <laughs> we can say that about podcasting. Yes. We, can't, we, we not, cannot say that about our um, job. Yeah. And so today we went to Palmetto Islands County Park. And it was a really cool place. There was a lot of... Um, a lot of trails that we went to, and there was this one called Nature Island, and Kendra and I developed a script to a movie. Jen developed a script to a movie. That, um, so I, I plotted out a whole movie within a span of about two minutes and 30 seconds. Um, we also went to a park today, but in Hilton Head. Fun. Um, there are lots of gators around. Apparently, it's mating season oh, God. for gators. Yeah, I, I would assume it's mating season here in Charleston. We as saw well a lot of heads. gator mating down there. Ew, I mean, we didn't see that. Rough. Happen. Ew, stop! But apparently, there's like they do this thing with stop, the- <laughs> stop during gator <laughs> mating season. They're just like all, all like gators will just have no fear. They'll just go anywhere more than usual so there were sightings like the getters in pools and in backyards like big like nine feet yeah you sent me that video of that little baby gator baby gator swimming and at first i i couldn't tell what it was i thought it was a water snake i'm like why are they trying to petrify me via telephone video that was just john that thing was tiny but it I was, was looking so for tiny. the mom. That's what I was scared about. Well, so gators. Like bears. From what I understand, yeah. they don't most, unless you're a mammal, you don't care for your young. 
So a gator is, is not going to care. I really want to take though. I would, dis- I would disagree with that because birds. No, birds, birds and mammals care for their youngs. But any kind of snake, reptile, or reptile or insect, they don't care for their young. Hmm. They just and up you go, kind of thing. I feel like that was the wrong side of sound effects. <laughs> um, <laughs> <no, yeah. laughs> well, no, <laughs> good luck, turtles. <laughs> Turtles. I'm saying most. I don't know that for yeah, but a fact. Do, do turtles care for their young? Yeah. You see all the videos uh, of the little turtles. No, they no, hatch no, no, and no, then they, they go don't. into the ocean. That's true. They hatch they, no, and they walk while, into the ocean. But why nest? Well, they nest them, but I'm talking about after they're walking around. Oh, after they're Yeah, like, birth. I mean, humans, I mean, we stay with hatch. our mama until 18, you know, and then we get kicked out of the house. Sometimes it's longer. You yeah. Know, to each their own. Yeah. Sometimes you go off into the world and realize that you have to come back and work retail for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Jen's talking for a friend here. Tonight, John gave us a hint of Alexa. And without context, Mm. that's kind of a strange hint. So I just assumed it was something to do with Amazon. So we are drinking Amazon cocktails and the drink is um, gin, ginger ale and cucumber slices. Which is kind of an interesting combination. I like it. It's refreshing. Is it? You yeah. know what? I forgot to do this weekend. What? Get a mint julep. Mm. Ooh, that is yummy. Oh, Jesus. That is really strong. Yeah. My, it's good, I, though. I, I gave myself the heavier one. Oh. I felt bad giving it to somebody else. So. So is that Amazon? We finished the gin, though. Yay! Yay! <laughs> is that Amazon the company or Amazon... The Amazon. River. I mean, I'm sure it's I a don't big know. River. I'm sure it's named after the jungle, not the tech company. But well, you know. actually, the tech company is also named after All right. the Amazon River. All okay. right. I thought he just named it Amazon, so it would show up first. Well, he did, but mm-hmm. also Search fun fact: names. it's since it's, never mind. Okay, <laughs> I read his biography. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> um, I just also want to comment tonight. I had my first class uh, for my DSM five <gasps> class, and uh, it was just a, it was a syllabus night, so we didn't really go over any material. But there is going to be. Um, a reading list that accompanies our our text, which is the DSM five. So we have yes. to read a, a book about a disorder. Um, Pick me. <laughs> Pick me. So it'll be. I think it's going to be. It's a. It's an assignment heavy class for the amount of time that we're mm. meeting. Um, I have to write an eight to ten page paper, do an hour presentation, um, write a book review, read a book. And wow! Also, um, read what book? I have to pick a book from this list. Read a true. Oh, you, there's a certain list. I because any of these true crime books will fit into right. One of those. That's what I'm saying. I can get familiarized with the with a case that we may have already done. So, um, yeah. So it, I think it's going to be an interesting experience, and I'm very excited for it. That'll be cool. You know, fifty percent of. Fifty percent of Americans fit inside the DSM somewhere. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah. fascinating. It means two of us at this table are batshit. I'm cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep it. Uh, Statistically speaking, yeah, that's hypothetical. Yeah. So, um, but in reality, it's probably all of us. Speak for yourself. Oh. I'm kidding. I am kidding because we all Yikes. know that I'm in like multiple chapters of it. So. 
Yikes. Yeah, she is. Okay, a couple couple very fast things. Huge shout out and welcome to our newest Taco Supremo, Whitney. Whitney. Welcome, Whitney. Whitney has joined us uh, very recently. And uh, Whitney, if you, we want to make sure that we send you all of your awesome swag. So be sure to send John an email at jon at talkmotor.com with your shirt size. And perhaps most importantly, the story you want him to cover just for you. Yes, because I am doing more stories for our Supremos. And also, what? You know, say something. Also, I want to say this is my third week of hyperbaric oxygen Yay. treatment. Yay. So, like, I'm exhausted. I'm still here, and so this is my third week. I got one more week. That's right. One and more. then we're going to be back on schedule with two episodes a week. So even yes. if I don't get an episode this week, a second one, you mean? A second episode this week. There will be two going forward. Once going forward after next week, right? Well, we appreciate that. And one last thing before we get started with our typical routines. Um, So how about that Ted Bundy movie, guys? Zach Efron. Oh, it sucked. It was was awful. Not factually accurate. I missed some of it, but I don't think I missed that much of it. I was washing the dishes and I missed his butt, so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah, I think everybody missed his butt except for me. I saw his butt. That was probably the best part of the movie. I, I saw his butt at the end. There, there was another scene with his butt. Oh, yeah, yeah, They did show something else with his butt. Yeah, yeah, But still. Cute butt. They actually, in that movie, they took my butt and photoshopped it onto Zach. Wow. Are you collecting royalties? <laughs> <laughs> That's why all the hair is on there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they were, it was interesting seeing it. I mean, it was like, I thought it was a good movie. His butt? But not, oh. <laughs> uh, no. But the, it was a good butt. It wasn't all of the, you know, facts and inter- things. It was an covered, awful so. movie. No. Oh, my God. It was entertaining. It was awful. If you want to see a good movie, go no, the Bundy movie. No, that wasn't good. That was <laughs> not good. That no. was definitely not good. Yeah. I couldn't watch that. I think it was it was just as bad, if not worse, than The Room. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. All right. So we are about to take a shot of a clear liquid here. Oh, no. Oh, I know what oh, this is. tequila. Oh, are you serious? Patron! Straight tequila. Ooh, that's correct. Because yesterday was oh. Cinco de Mayo. And and what about today? Seis de Mayo. Leftovers. So it means an extra day of tequila. Oh, well, at least it was Patron. How do you afford Patron? I got a good deal on it at work. Oh. It was only like thirty nine ninety nine for the bottle. The hint that I gave you was Alexa, which I didn't say it was anything to do with Amazon. Correct. So where are we going and who are we killing? Well, we already went to Arkansas last time, which, uh, by the way, that was a great story. Who knew? But I'm, I'm just, just for the sake of alliteration, I'm just going to say we're going to Alabama in this episode. And the case in tonight's episode I'm going to guess is that um, I don't know how to describe it. So, like, you know how there was a case, the only case that I know that's kind of similar is the there was a Facebook case 
where they like FBI wanted to hack somebody's Facebook account or whatever. Oh, the like the that was San, a San Bernardino. Bernardino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking something kind of similar happened with someone making plans to kill somebody with and their Amazon Alexa picked it up in the background. So the confession of a murder is on an Amazon Alexa, right? The Alexa is the thing that you talk into, right? All right. So I think they have the Echo mm-hmm. and then another one that's out now. The Echo Dot. Dot. Then what's the Alexa? Alexa is that's the assistant. The, that's the, the voice. Oh, that's yeah. the voice. Okay. Yeah. So what do you think, Jen? Um, I, I had a similar guess. Um, I'm saying it happens in Nevada, um, but I think that maybe the crime has been recorded on the Amazon Echo mm. Alexa. All right, I'm going to say California, mm-hmm. and I think maybe it has to do with someone that works for Amazon. <gasps> Jeff Bezos killing people. Yes. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, you never know. He's got a lot of money to pay for cover-ups. So. That's true. Yeah. And, oh, my God, that cover-up episode we did. I'm, st- I'm surprised I we're shook, still. man. We're alive. Living. Yeah. We literally called out that one guy. <laughs> Whatever. Come at me, bro. All righty then. Let's get started. So usually on Thursday, I'll put out a Talkos Primo episode. But since I've been doing this therapy and my time has been short and I've been exhausted, I decided to do one today because they're usually a little shorter. Okay. Um, they're usually from people's hometowns. All right. So we are doing a hometown murder tonight for one of our Taco Supremos, and she actually called in. She has some inside, some insider knowledge about the case from a very reliable source, which we're going to actually bleep out his name for uh, privacy reasons. But this guy is really connected with. Uh, one of the main people involved in this case, Dean Schmarock, but for you know, privacy's sake, for the protection of everyone, we're going to bleep out his name when she says it. Hi, John, Nicole, and Jen. This is Kira calling from New Hampshire. Oh, Kira. Um, I am calling to talk about my hometown murder, which isn't really my hometown, but it's, it's not too far away. And it um, connects to me because there is somebody that I work with who is very deeply connected to this case. Um, uh, it wasn't last week. It was the week before. I was sitting at my desk, minding my own business. And so I, I work in human resources. So sometimes people stop oh, by yeah. and they talk to me about things going on in their life Amen. or have questions. Mm. So it's not unusual that people stop by and they chat. Um, and this employee who I'm friendly-ish with, we ran a 5K together last summer, and he stops by and says hi, but never too much more than that. Um, we'll call- Potential love interest? Well, sometimes they're just those annoying people that oh, stop yeah. by your desk, and yeah. they're like, yeah, like, how was your weekend? And you're like, good, I, like, didn't run into anybody at work, but now you're kind of ruining it on this Monday, you know? <laughs> or they'll, you know, they'll come in and be like... Hey, can do you mind if I ask you a question? And you're like in your and head. It's like five, like four fifty nine. Well, or you're like clearly I'm fucking busy right now. Or you know what the worst? Do my headphones not scream "fuck you"? Leave me alone. <laughs> See, no, the worst part for me was when I was working in HR. Um, my team members would would see me walk through the building. I hadn't even made it to my office. I didn't even put my stuff down yet, and they would literally like leave their register and ask me. 
so I have this thing about my schedule. It's next week. I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't make your schedule. Second of all, like, please let me put myself down <laughs> in my office. Like, I need to get settled. Or they'll say, can I ask you one question? And you're like, yeah, sure. And then it turns into an hour and a half. Yeah. Thing. yeah I get, hey, do you have a minute? <laughs> People just walk by my desk. Sure. Come on. You have should a just seat. have a little schedule or whatever. Yeah, sure. Sign this and I'll get back to you. I don't know. Well, did you know that I just said look look at my calendar? Did you know that she was in human resources? No, I knew that she like we took psychology classes together. I, I, I feel oh, like I yeah, knew... she's she went to college with you. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, who got the better grade in that class? You or her? I, don't I feel know. like that's going to be really important to the story. <laughs> People I don't know. Share their grades. <laughs> he stops by and he starts talking to me. And I'm half listening because I'm in the middle of typing this important email. Yeah, she And then gets all it. of a sudden I hear him say, their throats were slit and they were stabbed multiple times. And I, I was just taken aback, like, wait, what? You know, rewind, start from the beginning so I can pay attention. That's usually how I start a conversation, by the way. Agreed. Sometimes, especially that annoying guy that comes up to your desk, you're like, uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, no, sometimes I like, if someone isn't paying attention, I will literally say something out of the blue just to get their attention and be like, yeah. And then so there they was like, their throats. And then uh. nothing like that. I'll, I'll say something like, and then like the, like there were three giraffes running around loose. Who knows what happened to that? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, we're going to New Hampshire. Nicole, where's mm-hmm. New Hampshire? Mm-hmm. New Hampshire is north of Massachusetts. Uh, it's where my grandparents live, by the way. Um, let's see there. It's the known for the old man on the mountain. Mm, he's dead. The face of the mountain? Yeah, the face of the mountain crumbled. Oh, all right. Well, The old man uh, on the mountain. It has no property tax, what is and the license plate says live free or die. No sales tax either. And it does have the old man of the mountain on the license what plate. What is with they, his they old man? They don't want to let it go. No, like, yeah, it was the coolest it. thing New Hampshire it had. Was. It's known as the Granite State uh, for the granite there. Also, um, that's where my family had a summer lake house, which I am making it one of my personal goals to buy back from the family that took it from us. You mean bought it, not just stole it? Well, in my mind, they stole it because <laughs> it should have been given to me and my family, my sister and I. So uh, they... They bought it legally, I guess, but I want it back. If you're listening to this, I want my house if back. If you're listening to this, they bought it legally. Raise I the guess. price. <laughs> raise the price because she's willing to pay. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. That that is Nicole Laporte, our third place geography B winner. You're welcome. And tell me, what is this man on the mountain? I really want to know. It was a rock formation that it looked like the profile of an old man's face. Yeah. I and mean, Kendra's was it right? It's on the license plate still. Was it done by someone or a no, natural? No, it was formation? natural. Natural formation. It kinda, I mean, it it didn't like really. It wasn't like stand uh, out, Google but it looked it. like an old man. All right, so the old man of the mountain. That doesn't look like a damn old man. Are you kidding me? That yeah. looks looks like a yeah. ridge. No, that's, no, a, that's a man. Really Where? What do you see a man out of that? What do you mean? What do you mean what I mean? Where? See, look right there. What, his, what is this? That's his nose. No, wait. Left a little bit. That's his, that's that's his chin. chin. That's his chin. This is his chin? Yeah. yeah. He's got a strong jawline. Yeah, and then the forehead. Oh, sticks out. this? Yeah, that's, that's his yeah. forehead. He looks like a Transformers, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh my god, you guys are ridiculous! You know, it's like fucking famous. It's on the license plate. Everyone knows who the old man in the mountain is. Well, everyone in New England knows. No, who no one knows what that old man on the mountain is. Yes, they do. In New England, they do. Yeah, that's New- outside like, of that's, New England, they do not. That's like that. Um, 
was it uh Mount Rushmore? No. Well, Mount Rushmore well, is totally different. It's on that thing on Mars that looks like a human face. What? Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah, oh, oh well, I never heard of this. Yeah, like this. Everyone says that this that. is a face. Oh, I see a That yeah. does look like a face, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. creepy. That's on Mars. Didn't they go back to Mars, though, and, like, it doesn't look like a face anymore? It was just a shadow yeah, or it, something? Yeah, it's a shadow, but, I mean, look at it. It's like one of those theater masks. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. Don't blow it up. Cool. It's going to give me nightmares. Oh, that is going to give you nightmares. Look. I'm not looking look at it. Look at the eyes, wow. Jen. They're sunken in. Jen. Oh, my God, Jen. It's an alien. He just winked at you, Jen. I'm going to print this out for Jen. Hey, if you guys want to send Jen at Jen and Talk Murder, the man on the Mars. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Go to Google and look up the man on the mountain and the man on Mars. You're welcome. Okay, so we're in New Hampshire. We're in New Hampshire. We're in Farmington, the town center where 3,885 people resided. Tiny town. At the 2010 census. Yeah, it is tiny. That was All right. So, Jen, where is this in comparison to your lake house, which you will be purchasing? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. That was helpful. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I Actually, can't. it will be hard for Jen to buy this house back because she does not know where, where it is. I know where the house is. I just don't. I can't compare Farmington to where that is because I have to see a map. Actually, what's going to happen is right when she goes to buy it, I'm going to swoop in and offer a slightly higher deal and take it for myself and then sell it back to her for an an exorbitant price. (laughs) Well, you're never going to know where it is. Exorbitant price. And that's the story of how John got stuck with a lake house he didn't want. (laughs) Uh, okay. I, know, so. I like, I fucking hate the Northeast. Why am I here? All right. We're going to January 29th. He'll do anything to instigate something. January 29th, 2017. Now, this murder, there's not a lot on this murder. And in fact, it's hard to, to paint a scenario because we don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. We just know the outcome of it as of now. So I'm going to do my best to do that. But I'm going to lay out like the autopsy findings, and then try to put it together. Okay, this is Christine Sullivan. She was a she was a 48-year-old hairdresser. I was going to say, okay. she, looks, oh. she looks too old to be wearing that. I'm sorry. Julio Angel Hair Studio. That's where she cut hair. In New Jersey? That's what's on her Twitter profile. In the hair industry since circa 1999, loving every moment of it, Verona, New Jersey... So there's two victims in this story, Christine Sullivan, a 48-year-old hairdresser, and her friend, Jenna Pellegrini. That's the the water, isn't it? Pellegrini? The Pellegrino. Stuff? Oh, Pellegrino. Christine was a really like lovely, caring woman. Um, she was really into art. I guess she was an artist. She would um, you know, buy things, fix them up, and sell them. Unfortunately, I don't know anything about Jenna other than that it seems like she was just an innocent you know, bystander in this whole thing that just got caught up in whatever mess um, Dean's drug business drags these women into. The murder happened January 27th, 2017, but two days later on 29th, the murder was uncovered. So this is 979 Meterborough Road in Farmington, New Hampshire. The autopsy was done by Chief Medical Examiner Dr. Thomas A. Andrew. Now, both victims, 
died of stab wounds. And Sullivan, the one that I showed you earlier, she mm-hmm. was actually, she had blunt force trauma to her head. Mm-hmm. Now, Dean Schmoronk owned the house at 979 Meter Borough Road in Farmington, New Hampshire. Like okay, he, Like he was a landlord? He he owned, yeah, I guess he was a landlord. Or like Airbnb? No, he he was also dating Christina Sullivan. Oh. Yeah, I'll just throw that in there. Oh, so, he, okay. Yeah, so he owned the house, and now he was actually in Florida at the time of this murder checking on a rental property that he also owns, okay? He comes back on the 29th of January 2017, and... He goes into the home, he sees blood, and he calls the police. Now, the bodies weren't in the home. The police, once they got the 911 call, he calls 911, police come, they find the bodies. It was two female bodies, both stabbed multiple times. One died of blunt force trauma. They were wrapped in a tarp and under the the home. Ooh. Like under the porch, just kind of. Happadaisly thrown, like happadaisly, haphazardly. Happadaisly is going to be my new favorite word. <laughs> I'm so tired. Happadaisly. You combine lackadaisical and haphazardly. Happadaisly. Can you spell that? Can you use it in a sentence? real word? Haphazardly or lackadaisically. Haphazardly. Just thrown under the the deck. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm really glad I called you out on that one. I like that new word, though. <laughs> like, I want that to be in the new Oxford Dictionary. All right. I'm going to start a petition. Okay. So property records show that Dean V. Schmoronk owns the property. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Dean V. Schmoronk. Is two he th- a moronk? <laughs> 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 He goes over about how he was friendly, friendly-ish, I guess, with a guy named Dean Smorick. I think that's how you say his last name. Smorock. And because he and Dean used to work together years and years ago. Oh. Um, so the thing about my company is that it's gone through a lot of like acquisitions and name changes. So there are people who work in my company who have been there for 20, 30 years. So a lot of them have known each other for a really long time and have worked together. Um, at different locations, it just, you know, it's, it shifts a little bit. So, um, I guess this guy Dean worked together years ago when the company was called Keebletron. Um, and they, they were friendly. They lived in the same town, Farmington, New Hampshire, and they stayed in touch over the years. They're not close friends, but close enough that all of a sudden in January of 2017, was out running errands and he gets a call from Dean, which wasn't super unusual, but it was unusual that Dean was out of town. I guess he was checking on a rental property that he had in Florida and Dean asked to go check on his house in Farmington. 2012, Dean Schmorock was charged with reckless conduct after firing, firing a gun at an old, old Rover road home in Rochester. No one was killed. But he was arrested. Also in 2014, was arrested in Sumter County, South Carolina. Why is he down there being here in South Carolina for? Well, that's weird. 
Yeah. He was arrested down here in South Carolina at a traffic stop, and the police found, quote, illicit drugs and materials used for explosives. What the hell? That's what was he crazy. doing down here? Dean Smonek, uh, or however you say his last name, was involved in a police chase in South Carolina back in 2014 when he was pulled over. He had um, meth, I think some cocaine, open containers of alcohol in his car, as well as some bomb-making materials. They had to call the bomb squad. They shut down I-95. Oh, wow. And the bomb squad had to be called Jeez. to clear the car. That's a big deal. I didn't see that anywhere. That's crazy. Wow. Now, I was when I saw bomb-making material, I'm like, what? Now, Sumter, a how, drug far dealer. Is, how far is Sumter from here? Is that like, that's like it's north like, of here, right? It's, it's always like by Columbia. two hours. Yeah, it's by Columbia. I mean, he was probably just traveling through, but bomb-making right. material, that seems like maybe he was going to blow someone's car up like they do in the Mafia movies. Well, that's what I was wondering if it had It's like movie. when they start the ignitions, like... Oh, my gosh. That I hope that doesn't happen to us, especially oh. now since I park outside. <laughs> yeah, it's Jen, outside the garage. yeah, so Jen drives the Volvo, just to let you know. And it's if you just, you Babe. can actually fit right under there if you want to. Babe. Sorry. All right, the thing about this case, and I'm going to show you in a minute why there may not be any information. I didn't want to dig too far into this because we just what did a mean? big because we just did a damn conspiracy cover up. Another president? No, not another president, but another conspiracy cover up. But yes, no, no, I'm no, all for no, it. no, I love no, it. no, 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 no. Okay, so it's not that I didn't want to dig in this. It's just that the sources are very scarce, but scarce. There's a there's two very compelling videos that were made that I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show you one and I'll put the other one on talkmurder.com. Wait, what is it? How does this relate to the case? Because it's directly related. You know, what are you doing now? Because. A pirate eye, Jen? <laughs> no. You, you know, we just watched Mr. Robot. Yeah. And they would make these videos with the mask. Uh, oh, we're F Society. Bring down it, so. e- evil corp. Like anonymous. There's a there's yes. two anonymous videos about this case. <laughs> no shit. About these mur- this murder? <laughs> this murder. What? Yes. They say it's a big police drug cover up. I'm throwing that out to y'all. I did not want to dive in no more holes. <laughs> We're already probably on someone's hit list from our you know last what? Clinton let's, episode. Let's dive right in. <laughs> but let's dive right I'm in. I'm going to play one of the videos here. And if you want to do your own research, now the anonymous videos, who knows if they're actually anonymous or not? I mean, someone could have just made them or whatever. They look professionally made. but I, For our listeners that aren't familiar, John, can yeah. you explain anonymous yeah, so to an, us or someone? There's a Netflix documentary that explains it better than than I can. What's but it called? Since I don't know what it's called. But since the birth of the Internet age, there has been, as you know, hackers and this, that, and the other. And there has spawned this group of, quote, ethical hackers, if you will, that call themselves anonymous, even though none of the members know each other. They don't communicate with each other, apparently, only on the cyberspace. And they do stuff like, like, for instance, remember the they leaked all the Ashley Madison names. Oh, they leaked all the the KKK members. And there's like senators on that list. You remember that? No, they they leaked uh, the Sony PlayStation hack. That was all anonymous. 
the group anonymous. So it's interesting because yeah. like they are anonymous to each other even, but yeah. they're not like they like there's no actual like like well, there to, may way be, to ver- no knows, way yeah. to verify that they're actually all part of that group because yeah. it's anonymous. But mm-hmm. so far Whoa, they've that's done kind like of mind-blowing actually. <laughs> yeah. So if you watch mi- Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say like isn't there a thing like we are anonymous? Like yes. like everyone's anonymous. Yeah. I mean, I could be. be. Well, they wear a mask and uh, they they yeah, wear the, the, guy oh, the guy from Va- yeah. Vendetta mask. Yeah. If you if you want to watch Mr. Robot, Mr. Robot's a great show. It's on Amazon. And uh, anyway. well, in a couple of weeks, Game of Thrones will be over, so I'll have something new to watch. All right. We know you like Game of Thrones. You tell us every day. I haven't even told Game you. Game of Thrones is the best show ever. Those I, Game of Thrones is so great, guys. Have you seen Game of Thrones? Hey. Oh my god! I don't sound like that because I don't say those things. Since you literally say those things every hey, time, you doesn't. tell us all about Games of Thrones. No, Games of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, back me up here. Yeah, Jen doesn't talk about it. So you do talk about it, Jen. No, she doesn't. All no, the time we talk about Games no. of Thrones. Yes, you do. You, hey, no, I don't. Enough. She doesn't. You just happened to be here when Jen was sick and catching up mm. on all the Game of Thrones. So that's probably what you're referring to. But that doesn't really count. All right, here's a weird thing. Dean Schmarock gets back from vacation. Now, this is early in the morning. One thirty, gets back. You know, he gets off his plane. His plane? Or, no, not his plane. He gets off the plane. <laughs> he goes back to his house, opens the door, sees all this blood everywhere. Obviously, there's been a struggle. Plus, at the time, Christine Sullivan was the tenant and his girlfriend. So he sees all this roommates. blood and everything else. Yeah, they so were roommates. The two girls were roommates plus the guy. No, all the right. House. The, the uh, uh, Pellegrini wasn't a roommate. She was just a friend oh. staying over that night. And he did not live there? He, he just was dating her? But he owned the property. Yes, he did live there. He owns the property. He did live there. But at one point, Christine left because they got in a big relationship fight. Okay. You know, like Nicole and I do in front of people. <laughs> you know, when you said get off. I hate you. <laughs> you know how you said he got off of his plane? You know what I found out? What, Jen? That we can rent a boat for a month and it can be like our boat. Like we don't own the boat. We just rent the boat. And you, there's a place in Mount Pleasant that you can do that. And we can like. Where are we going to put a boat, Jen? We, it, it's already in the water in Mount Pleasant. It's a boat rental club. John, you got to go get that captain I don't license rent a thing. Boat. Oh. What are we going to do with a boat? Have par- boat parties. Boat parties. <laughs> Record live from the boat. Talk boat to me. Yes. <laughs> Talk boat. Oh, I I told I was talking. Boat to, is a great word. By who, the way, I was talking to Nicole the other day, and we saw this yacht on the way to. Wait, wasn't I talking to we you? That was me. Oh yeah, we were going to Poppy's. There's oh. yachts everywhere, and I said that the name of the yacht should be Yacht Murder to me. Yeah, that yeah. was fucking great. All right, so anyway, there's blood on the kitchen Look refrigerator. Schmarock lives at the home, but they did get in a fight. She left for a little bit, but she moved back in. But they were going through turmoil right now, okay? She was actually about to break it off for good. Was he violent? 
Yeah, Smorok was physically abusive to his girlfriend Sullivan. Before they split up, she decides to move to Florida, probably in the rental home. Then she comes back. A lot hasn't really came out yet about him. Okay. Mm. But he did get home around 1.30 and didn't actually call the police for another two hours after really? seeing the blood and not seeing his That's girlfriend weird. there. It's a little weird. I ain't gonna lie. Now, I mean, it'd be one thing if it was like one or two drops of blood because then it's like, oh, well, maybe she, maybe she cut her hand when she was chopping vegetables or nicked herself when she was peeling potatoes like I do all the time. But to see a whole bunch of blood and not say anything for two hours, like... Well, I mean, previously he was caught with illicit drugs, so maybe he was, like, a little confused and needed some time to mellow out before he called the police. Or to flush all his drugs. (laughs) Or to get rid of all his drugs. That's a really good point. That is a good point. I didn't think about that. Now, it said illicit drugs, but when you watch the anonymous video, that's when you kind of see... Uh, this may be a cover-up because the media is using broad terms like illicit, and it was actually piles and piles of coke, you know? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And there's not much news about it, so it may be covered up. It's just, like, really weird, but anyway. Dean called to check on his house in Farmington because he, Dean, is in Florida checking on a rental property. So doesn't understand why he wants him to go check on the property, but he does anyway. He drives to the house. It's January. It's cold. He walks around the house. He kicks some, some ice off of the back steps. Everything looks okay, and he's about to leave. Oh, he also, he knocks on the door. So he knocks on the door because the woman who's living in the house, Christine, or Sullivan, uh, Christine Sullivan, her car is in the driveway. So he knocks on the door, lights are on, but nobody answers. He doesn't see any movement in the house. And since nobody's answering, he calls Dean back and says, hey, I walked around the house. Everything looks fine. I've made enough noise to wake the dead. Blood-stained bed sheet, which was most likely Pellegrini's blood. Blood on the kitchen refrigerator, which was likely from Sullivan. And a shovel on a three-season porch. I don't know what a three-season porch. I think that's a Yankee thing, isn't it? Um, a th- it's kind of like our sunroom. Like y'all a have screened-in porch, yeah, that yeah. like you wouldn't use in the winter, but you'd use it at the other uh, three Like seasons. if yeah. our sunroom was weather. just screens. I would never call that three-season. We have four because seasons here. Because here it's four. Yeah. You can use it for four minus maybe two months. The porch was actually bloody as well. Now, it was hmm. nighttime, so maybe you couldn't see it. The cops actually get there. They find the bodies wrapped in a tarp, and in fact— You'll hear the lead detective, Brian Strong, say that, you know, he found the tarp and then he pulled out the human foot. I um, checked the tarp, felt to me like something was in the tarp. I was able to open up the lower corner of the tarp and exposed a human foot that was cold to the touch. It's always the foot. You pull out the foot first, but... It'd be weird to pick up something else first. Yeah. Like a head. Yeah. You don't just pull someone by the head. That's you like pick up them by their like their nose or something. Weird. Like the forceps. Like All right, so here is what state That's police kind of detective Brian it. Strong came out and said. He was in charge of the, the whole investigation. Mm. He revealed for the first time, quote, alleged drug empire run by Schmoronk and Sullivan 
Ann Sullivan, his girlfriend, mm, okay? The deceased. Yeah, the deceased. That allegedly included ties to drug cartels, gangs, motorcycle clubs, and a host of dealers and users both here and in Florida. Really? So, Back to the big time significant drug, drug ring. So are, maybe there is a tie to Bill Clinton here. Who knows? No, it's not, it's not anything to do with Bill Clinton. Um, I'll show later. you the video in a second. At the bail hearing, Brian Strong, the state police detective, testified that he believed 1.30 a.m. Now, that was a Sunday mm-hmm. after being picked up at the Logan International Airport by a friend. So he was also with a friend at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay? Keep that in mind. That's when he goes inside the house. And Brian Strong actually testified that he believes Schmoronk was responsible for this. And he asked his friend to, quote, help him clear the house to make sure no one was inside. Not clear the house of bodies, but just go in. That's when they saw the blood, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Mm. It's interesting, too, because it's important to figure out what time his flight got in. Because depending yeah. on where you are in New Hampshire, that'll give you between half an hour to, I mean, for southern New Hampshire to maybe. Um, Probably at least an hour away. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So yeah. The, that timeline is very important. Well, he did say one thirty a.m. is when he was. That's when he was picked up. Or when that's he when was were... picked up, but he was at the house of the friend. They both noticed the blood on the mattress, and you know the blood on the mattress in the main bedroom. Schmarant called nine one one at three thirty a.m., which was two hours after he arrived. And then the friend left, which is kind of weird. Did the coroner give a time of an approximate time of death on the victims? Uh, I didn't see the autopsy report. I don't think they're public, but they did come out and say like the number of stabbings, which I'm going to get to. Now, hmm. the police claim that Schmarock, the reason he waited two hours, is because he quote wanted to review video footage of his home surveillance system before calling the police, and he did review it. He also told them that there are cameras in, outside of the ha- house, like on the property, So, which Gene had never told them either. So tells the police that, you know, you probably have footage of, of what's happened oh. outside of the house. You can probably see me walking around oh. it. Now, I was wondering about this because the camera was unplugged, but her friend tells the police, because I did notice this in the articles, that there was like seven or seven to nine cameras like all over. I mean, like, okay, this dude's obviously a drug dealer. Yeah, because I mean, especially like, yeah. what was Excessive. the population of this town? Yeah. Like 3,000, 3, yeah. Yeah, so like, you wouldn't have yeah. that many cameras in this small little town. Especially yeah, back then. So but the the I have to say from a retail perspective that the sales in home security camera um, systems has increased exponentially. But nine Since cameras when? everywhere, Jen? Since... Since Jen started breaking into everyone's homes. <laughs> no, I mean, like, since since I started working, you know, for my company, like, when we started carrying hmm. the home security systems, like, it's the sales have increased. But that's, I mean, that's a lot of camera For, like, yeah. like a podunk town is what yeah. this sounds like. I mean, I live, like, two blocks from, like, a pretty big housing project in a small city, and I don't have yeah. any cameras, and I feel 
safe and comfortable. Yeah, that's true. So drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely that's crazy. So he actually tells the police, "Oh, Dean Schmarack has all these cameras. He's probably got footage." That makes sense. That's the friends. Yeah. That's why when the police went there the first time, Dean Schmarack was probably like, "Oh, it's unplugged." You know, no footage. Or whatever, and now the police comes back to him. Hey, someone told us you have all these cameras. Let me see all the footage. Um, and about to leave, and then he stops and he notices the window panes around the garage are painted green, and they're not painted very well. It's drippy, and he knows that's not Dean's style. If he was going to have somebody paint the house, it would it would have been done very well. So he tells Dean this. Um, Dean asked him to send pictures, so he takes pictures of the paint outside of the garage and he's able to open the garage, looks inside the garage. I guess there's random patches of green paint in the garage, takes pictures of those and sends them to Dean as well. He leaves, um, doesn't hear back from Dean until like two days later, the police show up at his house, at his house. The guy that was on the video, the surveillance video, his name was Timothy Verrill. The police, luckily, are able to, they figure out, and I I don't know how, they figure out that it's the neighbor down the street, um, Timothy Verrill, who murdered Christine and Jenna Pellegrini. I guess Jenna was staying in the house, too, and he wrapped them up in a tarp and put them underneath the porch. Timothy Verrill was pictured on the surveillance in a flannel shirt around that same time. So he's the one that actually killed the two women. He's the one in prison now. Now we we're pretty sure that he actually did it because he. T- Wait, who is Timothy? Ver- I'm. Ki- I'm gonna show you right now. Sorry, this is Timothy Vera. Oh, he's creepy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Now this guy was at the house. Timothy Vera. He was arrested after they found the video. And between July 21st and July 24th, when he was at the Carroll County House of Correction, he told a fellow inmate that, quote, I killed two girls in Farmington, but I'm not taking the blame. He actually tried to set Schmaronk up. He said, I'm not taking the blame Schmaronk is. The judge denied him bail because the inmate that he told this to knew he knew more details than were public, which means that this guy, Timothy Verrill, knew more than, you know, was publicly available. If you want to read this, Nicole, this is something for you to read. Ordinarily, absent some indication of reliability beyond the word of fellow inmate, the court views such jailhouse confessions with skepticism, Haran Judge wrote in his ruling. Here, there is such an indication that the information the inmate provided is reliable because it contained contained details which were not, at the time of the confession, known to the public. This is a drug story, obviously. She was a drug... Christina... She was a drug dealer? Christine Sullivan was a dealer, supposedly, and a hairdresser. I don't think they were making... I mean, they talk about his drug empire. She's working at a freaking hair salon. Small time. I think it was small time. Schmaronk was the boyfriend slash drug dealer. And apparently, Pellegrini, her friend, was an informant for the police. That is apparently the motive behind this. From what I found was Veril... Timothy Verrill went over there to kill Pellegrini. Pellegrini and kill both of them. 
Vera was last to see the victims and after the murder showed up at a friend's house, asked for some whiskey. I had a long night. And then he says he has to leave to tie up some loose ends. Huh. Timothy Vera was 34 years old. He was arrested and charged with a double homicide. His Facebook profile says he works at Funky Rock Designs. Now, he is obviously a video gamer. All of his videos are about video games. Funky Rock Designs. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, that is cool. I want one. Yeah, so explain what that is. Funky Rock Designs. I've seen those at fairs and stuff. What is it? Explain it. It's like a dis- it's like a distiller, drink distiller. Yeah, I mean, so um, um, dispenser, decan- dispenser. Or decan- no, not a decanter. Would, Decanters for like wine. Wine, yeah. Yeah, that, dispenser. Uh, dis- it's like a tap or. A- yeah, yeah, it's just like a fancy way to serve hard liquor. Yeah. I want one funky rock designs. Please send one to PO Box two nine six Mount Pleasant, South Carolina two nine four six five. Our box is super tiny. Yeah, they give us a slip and then we pick it up at the desk. We need to check our mail, man. That thing's yeah. probably overfilled. What if they sent someone sent us like baked goods, <laughs> like old and moldy? Uh, well, then they're all fucked. Funky Rock Designs, we shouted you out. So now it's your turn to send us one of your things. Send us things. We're poor. Yes. Where so, is Funky Rock <clears throat> Designs located? Is that also I guess in New Hampshire. New Hampshire, does it say? Let's see. Go to the this about. Elliot M.E., whatever that is. Maine. Maine. Oh, Maine. <laughs> Me. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Timothy Verrill, if you're wondering how he's involved, this is a drug case, right? These are all dealers and stuff like that. So they're all kind of involved. Apparently, Pellegrini was an informant from what? The sources are saying, so he went to kill her. That's how he's involved. Uh, Timothy Verrill, who murdered Christine and Jenna, I guess, had been buying drugs from them. I don't know if there was something else involved. But it is very suspicious that the boyfriend... Was out of town. Was, uh, was out of town, and they were fighting. It doesn't sound like he has a very an ironclad yeah, alibi either. Mm. Exactly. I, I think more is going to come out. So Dean is not involved in the murder so far, but from the vibe I got from Yep, I call um, it. it seems like he's not totally sold that Dean may have had nothing to do with it because Dean was selling drugs out, out of his house. Dean ends up getting arrested a few months later, I think in December, not a few months, maybe almost a year later, in December of 2017 on um, drug charges. He gets arrested in this drug bust and he's in jail. So he has cut off contact completely from Dean at this point, but Dean is determined to, like, win back on his side, maybe because the trial's coming up soon, or he... They, it doesn't sound like they were ever really good, close friends, so I don't think that it's that type of thing, like he wants to win back his friendship, but anyways, cut off all contact from Dean, but Dean keeps sending letters to our office. What? To And they have stamps on the back of them. They're in that county, um, you know, correctional facility, whatever. He sends them, he gets, he's been getting letters for like at least once a week for months now. Hasn't answered any of them. And um, when I walked around the office and asked people if they knew this this Dean's, uh, I can't say his last name, this Dean character, People remember him, and they said, yeah, he was a totally normal guy when we worked with him at, with, at Cabletron. Like, he, he was very down to business. That's what down, they always like, say. Good guy. Yeah. I'd even call him a friend, but then he got laid off, and I guess things just 
I don't know, went down the tubes. He started getting involved in meth and selling meth and making meth. I guess that's just what happened, and it's it's what drugs can do to people. I want to say this case is still ongoing. In fact, the trial from the last I saw was scheduled for May 2019, which is oh, this month. Oh. But I haven't seen any any mm-hmm. new post about it, which is really weird. There's no public news about this whatsoever. So I'm thinking it's more of a conspiracy. Let me try to tell you how it went the best we can. Now, he hasn't confessed anything, but Sullivan, Christine Sullivan, mm-hmm. had defensive wounds. Okay, keep that oh. in mind. She also had eight stab wounds both skull and nasal fractures, and lacerations to the back of the head. Oh, my goodness. That's excessive. And defensive wounds. Now, Pellegrini had stab wounds, skull and nasal fractures with no defensive wounds. Okay, so here's what I'm thinking. So maybe he killed Pellegrini first because there's no defensive defensive wounds. He just comes up, bashes her in the head. Now, there was a bloody shovel there, so he probably went to the house. Now, this speculation, he hasn't said anything, but we know it was him. He admitted it to an inmate, plus his fingerprints are everywhere. Took the shovel, bashed her head in the back of her head, then stabs her. Pellegrini, the one that he stabbed 43 times, obviously must have saw this because she has defensive wounds, plus she's been stabbed 43 times compared to the other one's eight. So she must have been fighting the entire time. And defensive wounds, you know, are stabs like in the forearm. They're trying to defend themselves. So that's what I'm thinking happened. He broke in there. Or maybe he was even a part of the gang. No one really knows yet. Maybe he was, you know, maybe he was there talking to him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, no one knows yet. It's just speculation. And then he's like, you know what? You're a, you're an informant. You're a rat. And then he takes a shovel. I mean, who knows? Fuck. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he planned the whole thing. No one knows. Now, Brian Strong, the detective, testified that Verrill told the inmate that he used the shovel, placed the women in the tarps, and that at least one of the women was a, quote, rat. And he also planned to pin the deaths on Schmaronk. So before he got mm-hmm. now obviously he didn't wipe down anything or whatever. So he kills these women. He tries to plan on Schmaronk. And then he leaves his fingerprints everywhere. He goes to get whiskey. He's like, I got to tie up some loose ends. I guess he didn't. Maybe he was coming back for the bodies. I don't know. What do you guys think? I have I have no idea. It seems lazy to me. Like this it is like the laziest idea. murder. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> the laziest. It's not murder. well thought out. Yeah. I like, know. Like you're gonna leave and go get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey sour, please. I got some loose ends to tie up. On November 11th, 2018, this from the NZ Herald, Judge Stephen M. Huron, H-J-O-R-A-N, ordered Amazon. You're going to order a billion, the number one company on the New York Stock, was New York Stock Exchange or? um, NASDAQ. NASDAQ. On NASDAQ. You're going to order the number one most profitable company, not profitable, Number one most money-making company in the world. This is not the same as probably. Like, who are you, some judge? Hey, Amazon, do this for me right now. And then you're going to go buy Prime Cart, like shop at Prime, That's go to Whole Foods. what happens, though, when you have yeah. a recording device in your home. It doesn't work like that, judge, because the Amazon Echo was on the kitchen table of Schmaronk's, Dean Schmaronk's 
home. Hmm. The court directs Amazon.com to produce forthwith to the court any recordings made by an Echo smart speaker with Alexa voice command capability, FCC ID number ZWJ08323, from the period of January 27, 2017 to January 29, 2017, as well as any information identifying cellular devices that were paired to that smart speaker during that time period, he added. The court said it was probably the speaker that could have recorded evidence of crimes committed against Miss Sullivan, including the attack and possible removal of the body from the kitchen. The cops take the Amazon Echo from the kitchen, and the judge immediately orders Amazon... And I'm going to get to this. Don't get me on my soapbox. About but Amazon. I'm telling you right now, Amazon said a big F you. They're listening to everything. Just like Apple. Remember San, San Bernardino, the yes. shooters, and then the FBI was trying to subpoena mm-hmm. Apple to, to make an unlock code for this phone. Yep. And then Tim Cook comes out, the CEO of Apple, and says, number one. You never even asked us. You just immediately try to get this court order and mandate us to do this. Mm-hmm. So screw you. We didn't say that directly. And number two, no, because <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. Because if we allow this to happen, no matter what case it is, it's just like the death penalty. Like, where's the limit? Like what? And I can see what this is. It's trying to push that limit. Oh, it's okay. It's never okay. But like I was just saying, didn't something come out? Like the Echo and the Alexa, they're recording everything. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. And I think that, well, if you're going to talk about that, I might as well talk about it. I'll just talk about it now. We'll talk about it, Jen. Say something. Well, it's interesting because when you purchase an Echo and install an Echo, you don't explicitly sign a contract or a terms of use, you know, that that consent to having them record everything that goes on in your house. But it has to. I understand that it has to. So, but maybe that's where the conflict of this. Um, but you know, people, you the contract is you putting it in your house. You don't have to have it. Right. Here's here's how Amazon Echo works compared to... Siri? Uh, no, compared to something... Yeah, like maybe Siri. Yeah, I would say Siri. Okay. Amazon Echo is always on and it's voice activated. You guys know that. Yeah. So to turn it on instead of... If I want to turn the light on, I would go flip a switch. Now it's on. Now it's active. Now it's listening, right? Mm-hmm. Or not listening, but now it's on. An Echo, it has to listen... For these wake up words like Alexa, which means it's not just listening for that it's listening to everything. Now, I'm not all conspiracists and oh, Amazon and big I government am. and big brother and type of shit. But all the data is collected. And Does that there make was sense? just an article that came out about how Amazon. Um, That's why you don't yeah. are listening to what is recorded yeah i'm sure that's and it's it's not just amazon though it's everything people are willingly inviting this into yes it's just like social media the same reason i can go to every one of these people in this story and look directly at their social media pages 
all the way for the last 10 years and get every bit of information for this story. It's the same reason because people sacrifice their privacy for the convenience. I mean, I have seen firsthand how Facebook does that. And like, I do not have a Facebook mm-hmm. app on my cell phone because that is in the terms. Like, we can listen to you mm. and oh, target, fuck. I didn't know that. target adds to you based on what, what you, say. you say. Oh, yeah. yeah. And well, yeah, I, I knew that. I saw it happen. Like, when my grandmother was talking about a specific company that oh, yeah, a talk- cousin yeah. got a job at, she had never heard of this company before. And we were talking wow. about it. She was like, oh, you know, she got a job at this company. Like, I'm not going to disclose this. Uh, for her privacy. And then later in the day, my grandmother was getting sponsored ads for that company who she had never heard of in her life on her Facebook, on her cell phone. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it even goes so far as to last week, I was thinking about some, I mean, obviously I know there's no way for this to happen, but it was just very strange. I don't know. Like I was thinking about something and then later I saw a Facebook ad for it. Like, I know they have memes about it, but that actually happened. Maybe I said it out loud. I don't think I did because I was by myself the whole day. Still, itself scary. It is. It's 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 really weird. But But, also, not only like say what you say, but like Google searches and anything that you do, it's all connected. But you have the. I mean, you don't have to have a social media account. You damn sure as don't need a freaking Echo. Could you live your life before the Amazon Echo? Yeah. Well, then why the hell do you need one now? I don't. Do you really have to tell Amazon or Alexa, play Jason Mraz while I bathe myself in the bath? Why can't you just press, go to your iTunes playlist, type in Jason Mraz and press play? Well, that's a good point. And it's interesting, too, because even with it, it adds to your point of it's not just listening for Alexa. It's listening all the time because there are times in conversation um, I've seen multiple times, not just Alexa, but with Siri as well. You say a word that sounds like Alexa or Siri, and it'll it it responds to that. And it's like, no, I didn't ask for you. Like, please go away. You know what I mean? Well, this happened once before with James Andrew Bates, a suspect suspected of murdering a former Georgia police officer. They tried to subpoena the Amazon, but Amazon says, "quote." Um, we will not release any recordings without a valid and binding legal demand properly served on us, which is good. But at the same time, don't get an Amazon Echo. I don't get any had, of that stuff. I have mixed feelings about that because I almost feel like if somebody wants to have something recorded – recording all of their movements in their house no it, the, no one wants it to record but, all their they, you don't they, want to have amazon echo it, well, it's, it's an almost un- like it's an, an extra un- security measure it's an unintended uh, consequence oh you know every time you're getting getting it nice and done for all you girls and guys out there if you have an amazon echo in your room oh they're listening to you have sex yeah they're listening not if you, to you unplug it first but what i'm saying is like i almost kind of am taking the approach that if you have an Alexa in your house, you kind of deserve to get it. That it, it it's being recorded and people in Amazon. No, they are should never release it. it. It because it's just like the the iPhone thing. If the if they released it for the FBI, then number one, everyone now knows that there is a there's a way to break into anyone's cell phone that. That makes everyone's cell phone vulnerable. Yeah, but because there already is. No, there's not. There's not. You can't. There's no. 
And if yeah, there is, yeah. there's not publicly known. It's well, probably some hacker they, patch. Even if they did release it to the FBI and didn't release it publicly saying we released this to the FBI. No, someone that's could, bullshit. Someone, no, I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying is that if they did that and didn't tell the public that they released the information to the FBI, someone could hack into the FBI and find out that that happens and then and then we'll know. You know what I mean? The, nothing is safe. Yeah. They, they want to do these little cases where it just pushes it, you know, Let's see these little cases where we can push it over that privacy, just like the Amazon Echo. Because now, if they if they would have released it to this case, then the next case, well, and the I next guess, case. I, and no, I guess the thing is, like, uh, it, it's not that I, I feel like Amazon's not being all high and mighty and saying like, "Oh, we're not going to release this." When literally something just came out about how Amazon does listen to people's private recordings. Yeah, but they're just trying to make a shit ton of money. I have a question though. I I know how you feel about the Amazon Alexa in general. But when it, when they say that they're like training Alexa to listen for distress signals, like how do you feel about that? To be if able you to, want to, it to, in to, your to head, be able, yeah. to be able to respond, like, yeah, like, like call emergency, to be able to call emergency services. I don't. I wouldn't have that shit in my house. I could I, also I, see I that scenario happen when like there's a tickle fight or something else, like or you're having sex again, okay, like, something like that, like uh. tickle fight, yeah. <laughs> There was, one, okay, there was one time where you. <laughs> I know I'm against all this big data stuff. Okay, but think about it. Would you allow the government if the government came in and said, "All right, we're replacing driver's license. We're requiring everyone to carry this little device in the, with them the entire time, so the government and everyone else knows where you are. You have to carry it everywhere you go." Fuck you. Yeah, Fuck that, you. Yeah, Fuck you. So, but guess what? Your cell phone does the same does shit. Mm. You're voluntarily doing it. it yeah, I mean. Th- that's what that, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, find My Friends. No, not Find My Friends. The other thing. Find Your Phone. No, not Find Your Phone. Um, Tile. Location services. Yeah. That's what that is. You're always You're being triangulated. You are on the map all the time. You guys understand that? You are carrying that willingly for the government. And your Facebook, your social media, you're putting it all out there willingly. You right. understand that? I know I'm there like... There was a, a, um, a, right. a class, I'm a couple of classes. So there were a couple of professors that I took Very in college who I took like any chance I got. I took these two professors. And one of them, his name was Dr. Hula. Oh, that's a fun name. Um, yeah, Dr. Hula and Dr. Hulk. They were my two favorite. Hulk. Dr. Hulk? Oh, my Hulk. God. They're right. <laughs> <H-H-O-L-C>. experience. <laughs> Wait, no, what? Remember the H- professor yeah. that you had? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, H-O-L-C, Hulk. She was yeah. a um, a, a p- Republican lesbian. Like She was awesome. She was crazy. Um, so the, Dr. Hula, he taught a couple of really transformative courses for me. One of them, I think he talked about this in my political responses to crisis, but it was all about how um, in when in times of crisis, there tends to be a trade off of like people would prefer to trade off more of their to get more safety. They would give away more privacy in order to make that happen. And it's interesting how like in times of crisis, you tend to 
say, yes, I will give away more of my privacy in, in exchange for security. Yeah, you don't I think, would give not privacy. I would give away more of my democracy you, in exchange for more. You don't think the government's of, uh, making the crises bigger than it really is? I, I'm not. You know what I, I'm saying? I, the, I, the access of evil exa- from friggin' Bush. Exactly. Well, I'm that saying, was, man. That's exa- that that's is how the exact they get example you. of how we came up with that. Um, and how like, the Patriot Act, we were talking exactly the about Patriot the Patriot Act. Act and how, you know, it sounds when the way it spun to the American public, it sounds like such a great idea because your security is at risk. And that's the point that I was going to bring up to play devil's advocate is that, um, it, you know, when you're being tracked, um, you know, there's no way for you to really go off the grid, but you know, say something were to happen to you, you have a more definitive answer and um, maybe a better chance at survival. I'm not saying that it's a significantly better chance at survival because things can happen very quickly. But say, for example, you're being held hostage in a situation, but the, the, the kidnapper doesn't, you know, isn't like killing you. You know, you're buying yourself a little bit more time at survival because they can. can What did kidnapper found you on social media like to begin with or your phone? Like, that's how he found you to begin with. Well, (laughs) I'm not saying that's not possible either, but I'm saying I'm talking about as far as like, you know, the government having that information and and social. We don't want the government to have that information, Jen. That is that is an Orwellian state that nobody wants. If we didn't just do a big conspiracy theory with Bill Clinton snorting cocaine and and you know telling people to put boys with in tracks Hillary and, in yeah. the background saying don't leave any evidence. But there's two anonymous videos I found. I'm gonna play one and then for the second one, you guys can go to talkmore.com just because we don't have time to play both. But I will say that I'm gonna play the whole thing. It's just a guy in a mask talking. So you is not, it creepy? Should I not look? Should it's not literally look? just a guy in a mask talking, so if, I mean, the, the audio is just as good. We are anonymous. It has come to anonymous entities' attention that a murder in New Hampshire now has ties to drug cartel in Lee County, Florida, and Sheriff Mike Scott on the 20th Judicial Circuit Courts. Dean Smaronka, well-known drug dealer and manufacturer, was arrested in Sumter County, South Carolina with his now-deceased girlfriend, Christine Sullivan. This is creepy. Sullivan and Jenna Pellegrini were found stabbed to death in Smaronk's home on Sunday morning approximately 3 a.m. January 29, 2017. These horrendous acts of violence stem right to Lee County, Florida Sheriff Mike Scott and the drug cartel. Lee County Florida Sheriff Mike Scott and public officials in the 20th Circuit Courts are guilty of these horrendous murders. Anonymous now questions the Sumter County government as to what happened to the charges that took place on February 19, 2014. Christine Sullivan and Jenna Pellegrini's would still be living if a deal by federal authorities was not made to save the operations in southwest Florida from being exposed. We do not forgive. We do not forget. We are anonymous. That does make sense because there was hardly no news on any of that. It, it was kind of weird. Hmm. Like there was no news on the bombing charges or anything. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't even find that. Art, like I would go to links and they'd all be removed. Hmm. 
like 404 pages, redirect pages, they'd all be removed. Like, I mean, these are half the links I went to with the story. It was very annoying. So it is very sketchy. I will tell you that. Um, But that is, that's what I know about the murders of Christine Sullivan and Jella Pellegrini in Farmington, New Hampshire. And the the trial for their murder starts later um, in May of this year, May or June of this year. So, and thanks for listening to my story. Bye. Thank you, Kara, for calling that in. I'm I'm curious to see what the letter, like, I wonder if your friend has opened those letters. I know you said he hasn't responded, but um, I wonder if he can read he send them. them to us. Yeah, can we get those? Like, I wonder what they say. Well, thank you, Kara, yeah. for sharing the story. Actually, that's like the craziest connection we've had so far. I think to a murder. Yeah. And maybe I should start paying attention more when people start walking by my desk at work. Yeah. Maybe yeah. They have a story like this. <laughs> Yeah, so, and thank you for coming on with us, uh, Kendra. Yeah, happy to be here. It was fun. Yeah, so our hometown murders, if you submit one, if you have any insider information like that, it's always best. Makes it a little spicy. Anyway, um, if you've enjoyed this episode, please hit that subscribe button on whatever podcasting app you use. If you really like this episode, follow our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. If you really are obsessed with our podcast and want to become our stalker, go to talkmurder.com slash join. Become a taco supremo. Get a badass t-shirt, sticker, swag, a lot of love, shout out all over the place. Tell me what story you want me to do. I'll research it and I'll dedicate it to you every Thursday on Talk Murder to Me podcast. My name is John here with Jen, Nicole, and our special guest, Kendra. And until next time, good night, Alexa. Good night. <laughs>